Hello, this is Magenta Giraffes with me, Simona Roy, recording this on September 18th, 2022. Hello, everyone. Can you believe that I woke up early today? Well, it was because my stomach was hurting. So that's why I woke up early. Um, I am recording this a little bit earlier. I don't know. I feel a little chipper, but I'm also filled with anxiety. So um, yeah, I feel weird, but okay. So I don't know. I know that my anxiety rep like um, presents itself as chest pains. Most of the time, it's not exactly chest pains. It's like a chest tightening. Um, but you know, a couple of my friends have been having irregular EKGs and um, other serious things. So I'm thinking that maybe I should get my heart checked, <laughs> just in case. I mean, I am of a certain age now. So, you know, that is something that I have to look into. I think I'm okay, but I don't know. I've been going under, you know, I've been under a lot of stress, as if you've been hearing these episodes, then you know that. So I wonder if it's taking a toll somewhere else. I hope not. I hope my body's still resilient. But I was talking to my dad, and I don't even remember when I had an EKG ever. I mean, I've had some operations, so I'm sure the, they hooked me up, but like, I, I don't, I mean, I don't really have like an annual physical where like you're running on a treadmill or something. I don't know. I don't know what they do. I get blood work done a lot pretty regularly, but yeah, I don't know about my cardiovascular health. Obviously I'm not doing much cardio these days. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's obvious, but I could stand to exercise way more, um, which I'm not doing. So I'm sure that's not helping. But, you know, if you're of my age or whatever, you know, get your heart checked. It's something we should all be doing. Um, so, yeah, right now, even as I'm speaking, there's like this weird tightness in my chest. Um, and I, I do, I, And I do feel a little anxious. There's not any like real reason for it. It's Sunday. I've had a pretty relaxing weekend and stuff, but I think it's because I'm now worried about my heart that I am having this this anxiety. That's really what it is. Um and then also I so I am going to the Laura Lynn Jackson retreat. That it's that's at the end of September. I don't know if I said that it's all set. I might have said it last week's episode. I'm sure I did. But I, I paid the deposit. I'm going. It's from the 29th to 29th, 30th. I, what? It's 30 days in September, April, June, and November. So 29, 30, and then the 1st of October. Those are the three days. Um, <laughs> and that's how I have to remind myself the number of days in um, the month. Month. Uh, anyway, so I am looking forward to that. I'm trying not to have too many expectations because I don't want to be disappointed, obviously. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, like what it's not, this retreat isn't to have a one-on-one -on -one session with her where she's, um, giving you information about your loved ones, although that would be amazing, right? This is about learning how to be a conduit yourself, and being open to that space. I mean, I just don't know. It's something that I want. I want to be able to like, just like, calm my mind, 
quiet my mind and then be able to be in tune with, uh, you know, let's throw out Young right now, Carl Young, and be like, I'd love to be in tune with the collective unconscious, right? I mean, I don't know if that's how Laura sees it. But I don't know. It, I think I just am a person who has a noisy mind. And I don't want to accept it at that. I would like to be better um, and be more calm and be able to look at uh, the forest from the trees. I think that's the right way of using it in this context. Um yeah, I want to be like a Zen person, but I don't feel very Zen right now. I don't know when I'm going to feel Zen. Am I doing enough to try to be Zen? Probably not. I mean, my meditation or breathing practices are hit or miss these days. Although with my constant like chest anxiety, um, I really should make it a priority. But um, yeah, I'm interested. I mean, I'm a little... <laughs> I'm a, a little ner- I'm not a n- nervous I guess curious but like I don't know how I I'm not uh I've had my weird I didn't have good coffee today and yet it's hyped me up obviously um I think that I'm gonna meet a lot of characters in this retreat and I'm a pretty reserved person if I don't know you so I'm not gonna be like hey how are you what's going on who are you tell me your story like that's not Ooh, that's not me. I am just like a quiet observer in the corner. And if somebody talks to me, of course, I'll talk to them. But and then I'll I'm always polite, I think, to my own detriment. I wish I could be a little bit more blunt at times, but it's politeness has been ingrained into my brain and it's in my DNA. So I will be polite no matter how weird people are. But maybe there aren't going to be any weirdos. Maybe they're just going to be like cool, intuitive people. I don't know. But I am, I think I'm just excited to be in the presence of Laura Lynn Jackson. I mean, she's just, she changed my life. You know, whether I've kept the belief, I mean, I do believe that my mom has lived on and is in a different plane. You know, I think it's very egotistical and, um, myopic, I feel like I use the word myopic a lot, to think that when people die, they just die and that's it, just because we don't have any proof of their afterlife, like real tangible proof, right? I think it's it's the same, it's in the same vein of thinking that we're the only living beings in this universe or in other universes. I mean, how stupid is that? It's the same thing to me, right? I obviously believe in aliens. And I'd like to believe that my consciousness comes from an alien being. But I think, you know, it probably doesn't. I'm a little bummed. But I don't think I mean, I'm not like, who do they say is like alien beings like Keanu Reeves, and Cindy Lauper. They're like starseed souls or whatever, starseed aura. That's what I was talking about way back in the day. I am not like Keanu Reeves or Cindy Lauper. Let's be real. I'm so trapped in the mundane and um, my own fears and anxiety. Like I can't be like that. I'm not an alien force inside of me. I'm not an alien consciousness. I am just born of this disastrous planet and very much have absorbed 
all of the bad things. <laughs> so that's me. I think I've, I've, I've come to terms with my humanity. Um, it's a bummer. I wish I was cool. You know, it's just I, who like, you know, I would love to be a superhero too, right? It's the same thing. I mean, you want to, I don't know. I've always wanted to be extraordinary. So the idea of having an alien consciousness in my body was always appealing. But I think that I, I can accept that maybe I am just like everyone else. Bummer. Um, but I think regardless, I, I don't want to put too many hopes and dreams on this retreat. Um, but I do hope it'll be an experience that will, oh God, this is like, this is a very, (laughs) I I just said, I don't want to put too much pressure on this, but what I was about to say was like, I do hope this retreat is something that will change me. That's, that's a tall order. I just hope this retreat goes smoothly. Maybe like that should be the hope. Um, I think I did do a tarot reading. I'm totally shifting. Uh, to something else, but I did a tarot reading. Uh, well, it wasn't exactly tarot reading; it was an oracle card reading last week because I was just like so lost, and I just wanted some guidance. And I think that I asked it like, "What? What? How can I get out of my funk or something?" And the card that came up was revolutionary, and it's like helpful but not helpful, you know. And um. Sometimes you just want concrete answers and you want like a lightning bolt sign that like buoys you for a few minutes and that tells you like, oh, it's just not going to always be shit forever, you know. But most people don't get those signs. So you have to endure without the signs, without the lightning bolts, I guess. That's what life is about. (laughs) Endure without the lightning bolts. It's interesting because my mom hasn't been consciously present in my mind, really, because I think my mind is swirling with my everyday duties of my job. You know, I'm still new. It's only been four months. I'm still working through all of my, um, you know, imposter syndrome and uh, wanting to do well and then also being stressed about new responsibilities and things like that. So um, that's taking up a lot of my brain space. And then the other part of my brain space is my dad's health. And, um, and I haven't, I've taken a break a little bit from writing and that was planned. But I think I was supposed to look at my draft this weekend and I just didn't. And that's not responsible of me. Uh, I don't feel total guilt about it because I just like needed a weekend. I had I didn't see anybody. I had dinner with a friend on Friday and I didn't see anybody yesterday. I'm not seeing anybody today. And I just like needed this weekend to refresh. Although what am I refreshing? I just have this chest anxiety. So um, I do think I need to look at my draft. I should not put it off much longer because if, you know, if that's what I want to do, then I should be doing it all the time. Right. That's what I, then that I feel about that I, I'm not serious about it, but I am serious about it, but it's like, I'm serious about it, but who actually wants to do the work of whatever they're serious about? I think very few, you know, anyways, I have to get back to that. So I have to keep my eye on the goal, even when I feel like I'm just, you know, stuck in a a muddy swamp of stuckness and there's no way to get out. You know, you still have to try, um, 
A, to do the things that make you feel good and B, to do the things that you know could possibly get you out of the muck, right? Easier said than done. But like I was saying, you know, my mom hasn't been so like so much on my mind consciously because there just hasn't been that much room for it. But she has come up in my dreams and two dreams in a row of the last couple of days, um, I was I was yelling at her hard, you know, and there was one where like her and my dad were supposed to organize, you know, this annual event in India that they always do. And it was totally disorganized. And I was really frustrated with both of them. I'm like, this is something that you do every year. And you should have been planning ahead of time and organizing it. So I helped, but then I didn't stay the whole time because I was so angry. And I left. And I went to go see a movie with my friends. Um, But I think I was really mad at her. Mad at my dad too, but mostly mad at her. And I think there was something else where I was like yelling at her. And then last night I was really yelling at her because we were trying to get into an Uber and she like was moving real slow. And um, I was telling her, you got to put on your mask and like we have to go like this car is like stopped in the middle of the road so we can get in. And I don't know. She had this look of hurt on her face. And she wasn't talking like that's when I always knew like in real life when my mom was mad or sad or upset when she would just not have like much affect in her face, like her face would be blank um, and she just wouldn't talk. That's how I knew. So I, I felt bad about yelling at her. And I wonder why I was like so angry with her, um, you know, in my dreams. And I wonder if it's just anger of her, you know, feeling abandoned and feeling like I have to take care of everything now, um, which isn't true because my dad takes care of a lot, uh, way more than me. But I do feel like a caretaker for him. And I think you know, if she was around, she wouldn't be helpful. She wouldn't. Let's be real. We would be caretaking of her and maybe missing stuff about my dad's health because we'd be so focused on her. But I think that I'm just, I think I must be, I mean, I know it's not subconscious. It's very much conscious. I think I'm resentful that I have to like do all this stuff that I have to fully be an adult. And I I, I really feel like adulthood is just unhappiness <laughs> in general. Um, and I guess I've had such, uh, I, I must be having this burgeoning resentment. Um, it's not really burgeoning. It's just been around. But now it's like coming to the surface of the dream that I'm just really mad at her. But I'm not mad at her. I mean, you can be two things at the same time, I guess. I, I'm happy that she's not suffering, that they're, you know, that she's away from this world. I don't love this world. You know that. I keep saying it. It must be hard to listen to week after week. But maybe I'm just mad that she's not here. But I don't think that would lessen the burden on me. I really don't. Um... I, I would love to not have these angry dreams, you know, and I think 
<sighs> I mean, I think about the anger that I have had towards my parents and um, how I have yelled in the past and other people have commented like outsiders that I didn't, you know, treat them well and all that stuff. And that would just make me, you know, even more angry. You know, how dare people comment on whatever inter relational situation I have with my parents. Look, it's not it was never good when I would blow up at them. Okay, it's not good. I didn't like it. I didn't like it about myself. And it's something that I actively changed. But I'm also not totally like now I kind of understand where those blowups were coming from, you know? I mean, there were so many times where I just like couldn't, like my opinion was not mattered and I couldn't say anything. And that happens so much when we're children, right? You just have to go with the flow. And I think a lot of children have tantrums because of those reasons, you know, not that I'm a child psychologist, but, and I was never a tantrum kid, right? So I think everything that I just kind of held in and, just kind of was like, you know, dismissed and then um, told to get over it or told that like, why do I get annoyed so much? Why do I do, you know, all this stuff. It was constant. So, you know, why did I blow up and get frustrated with my parents? I think those are the reasons. And I wish that I was a bigger person and I didn't yell as much. Um, and I would only yell with them because, you know, I always knew that even if I yelled, I would still be loved. Um, whereas with anybody else, if I yelled like that, then, um, I wouldn't be, or at least I don't think I would be, but I mean, it didn't happen that often. Okay. And for the fact, the fact that people like said stuff or whatever, and it's just like, fuck you, man. You don't know, like, the stuff that's gone on. You don't know, like, all the shit that I've had to deal with, um, with the frustrations. Look, my parents are really great people. The best. Salt of the earth. I know I say that a lot about a lot of people. But, you know, there aren't better people than them. And so do they deserve to be yelled at or anything? Absolutely not. And it's not like I'm, I'm talking about this, like, I yelled at them every week and I was such a brat and stuff like that. No. That's not what I'm saying. I just have a lot of guilt towards not being able to handle my emotions all the time. Um, but at the same time, looking back on it, I think I fully understand where those blowups came from because I was so restrained for most of my life. And I think that if I was able to communicate better how I was feeling and why I was frustrated, then it wouldn't you know, get to those places. And I think going forward with my other interpersonal relationships, I mean, I do think that one day I'll get married and I don't want to keep blowing up at my husband every three months, you know. Um, it's what I have to work on. It's I have to work on communicating. And I think I have, you know. Yes, I did the episode that's coming out tomorrow. I talk about blowing up at my dad. <sighs> Um, but I warned him. <laughs> I warned him twice. 
and I don't blow up at my dad ever, really, you know, um, that's not true. I did have that episode where I blew up at him at technology, but tech, teaching somebody technology is like the worst thing in the world. And I'm not IT. I don't have patience for it. Um, and I hate it. And I don't like learning technology either. And I get extra nervous. So if somebody's teaching me, I get nervous that they're going to get it, like impatient with me and then it makes me mess up even more. So it's a whole, it sucks. That kind of stuff is frustrating for all involved. Okay. And I apologized. And since then I have never, I just try to calm down and I try to be really chill and it's worked. Okay. So don't at me for that. But um, the other blow up about my inheritance, the China, the dishes, that was justified. And, um, you know, if you push me and you push me and you push me and I tell you I do not want to talk about something and you keep talking to me about it and I'm telling you that I'm about to blow up, that's on you. OK, because how like, you know, I'm like a dog growling and warning you and then you're surprised that you get bit. That's on you. So um, those two instances, I think, are more, um, you know, outliers. They're not the norm. And I've really tried to communicate my feelings. And my dad is somebody who understands when I, when I try to explain myself. My mother was not someone who ever listened to me. Ever. 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 <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? She never listened to me. I'm like, this is like, this is a light bulb moment for me right now. This, I, talking to my mom about anything, about something she wanted me to do that I didn't want to do was a dead end conversation. And she, she's, she was the most stubborn person and no matter what, like once she thought she was right, there was no changing her mind. And there was so many times in my life that my mom asked me to do things that I didn't want to do. Oh, like this, like this is a revelation. Who's, whose mother doesn't ask them to do things they don't want to do, right? Like maybe there's some moms out there who are like, okay, do whatever you want. I don't know what that's like. My mom always told me what to do. And always believed a hundred thousand percent that she was absolutely right. And there was no changing her mind. Whereas I'm a person whose mind can be changed. I'm not obstinate like that. Like if you really tell me like you really need to do this because of X, Y, and Z, like I will consider it, you know? And so the fact of the matter is, is that my mom forced me to do so many things and mostly related to like performances, um, you know, social occasions, studying for the SATs. <laughs> that was rough. Studying for the SATs during that time, it was, I couldn't even be in the musical. I was, there was a musical in high school, Mac and Mabel, and I wouldn't have gotten a lead in that. But um, I couldn't be in that because I was studying for the SATs. And it was a rough time and all my friends were in the show. And um, if I could do it again, would I be a Mac and Mabel instead of studying for the SATs? I don't think studying for the SATs helped change my score too much. You know, um, I put a lot of pressure on myself because my parents put a lot of pressure on me for the SATs. 
I got a fine score and I went to a great school. So, I mean, I guess I wouldn't change it because like, what if I was in Megan Mabel and then I got a lower score? I don't know. It's hard to tell. Regardless, my mom would constantly tell me I had to do things that I didn't want to do. And she wasn't always right. I can look back on my life and look at all these performances that I didn't want to do. I didn't think that they pushed me in any sort of direction of where I wanted to go. And they didn't change anything. And I know that they always put this pressure on me of, you know, this could be it. This could performance could change your life. And I just, I don't think that's true. I think you're allowed to be discerning. And I think as as a performer artist, you're allowed to say no. And that no doesn't mean that that's the last opportunity you're going to get. So there's a lot that I don't agree that she did. But I mean, that's why I think I would blow up if I'm being honest, because there would be no compromise. And, and then I'd end up just doing I always ended up just doing whatever she wanted. They weren't, you know, I don't regret anything, nothing bad happened. Um, but I really don't think that they were beneficial like she thought they were. So I don't know. That's interesting. I never thought about it that way. You know, maybe now that I've psychoanalyzed myself, I will have less angry dreams about her because I don't like it. You know, I see her hurt face and then she gets quiet and in my dreams that is. And um, I would just like us to have fun in my dreams or for her to send me some like real life-changing messages. That would be nice. But I think that, I don't know. I mean, look, yeah, I don't like yelling at the people I love the most. And I don't yell. Like, I don't have a yelling problem. But I feel bad for any type of yelling that I have done, you know? And now I kind of know why it was even happening in the small spurts that it was. And other people judging me for it is just really not helpful. You know, they don't know what my experience was. They don't know how much my opinion and voice didn't matter. So sometimes when your opinion and your voice don't matter, you just think that being louder is going to help your messaging. And it usually doesn't, but (laughs) that's for adults to figure out. Um, yeah, so I just, uh, I'm glad that I talked at you and through my emotions. Um, and I think that's all I have this week. So, um, I just, I just, I'll just say bye.